You're listening to Equipping Kingdom Kids. My name is Becky Fisher, and this is a podcast for both spirit-filled parents and children's ministry leaders who are interested in raising a generation of boys and girls to walk in the supernatural power of God. This is episode number 14. My child is an atheist. Now what? I asked a question on my Facebook page not long ago that was, you raised your child in a Christian home, but now they say they're atheists. What happened? I got hundreds of responses from Christian parents with broken hearts explaining their journey. Are you one of them? Or are you still raising your kids but wondering how you can prevent this from happening to them? In this video, I'm going to cover three basic areas on this topic. The first is the problem that we're facing. Second is reasons why they leave the faith. And third, prayer points for parents finding themselves in this situation. Let's explore this together. Raising a child in a Christian home is no guarantee that they will stay in the faith throughout their lives. Dr. James Dobson of Focus on the Family said, The greatest illusion is to suppose that children will become devout Christians simply because their parents have been. So what happens that causes children turn teens and adults to walk away from their faith? And too many people's knee-jerk reaction is just to blame the parents that they weren't diligent enough, they didn't do enough, they didn't love their kids enough, they should have homeschooled their kids, they should have done this or they should have done that or they shouldn't have done the other. And for some, this may be true, but the truth is life isn't quite that simple. One of the responses on my Facebook page was from a woman who's now a minister. She wrote, I was raised in a Christian home, but I rebelled as soon as I could for no particular reason other than I just wanted to. It wasn't my mom's fault or my precious granny who took me to church. Now one of the comments that I appreciated the most was actually from a man who had been raised as a Christian and later walked away. Brandon wrote, I was raised in a Christian home, Pentecostal at that, and my parents did everything right. And I'm an atheist, and I chose that path for myself based on my own education and life experiences. My decisions had nothing to do with how I was raised, my parents, their home, or any of the church folks I was raised around. He went on to say, life is complex and every situation has its nuance. Those of you who are blaming the parents or blaming the church are being too short-sighted and you don't have full understanding. I will always defend my parents for the way they raised my sister and I, and I will always defend the church where I grew up for giving us a solid foundation. Sometimes people just walk away from it. Wow, so parents, take whatever comfort you can in what he said. You can do everything right and still see your children walk away. Are you one of these parents who have found yourself in this situation? If you are, please type yes in the comments section below. While this video is primarily about those who became atheists, let's not forget the thousands of young people who walk away but still believe in God. It's epidemic in the world today, not just in the United States, but Canada, the UK, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and, and many other places. I really do believe there is something that has been unleashed on today's younger generations, the millennials, and especially Generation Z, that is unprecedented in human history. It's a conglomeration of the internet, social media, our educational systems, media and entertainment, political correctness, and humanistic cultural beliefs that have become increasingly anti-God in their influence. There's not just one thing, but many things on bombarding our kids from the time they're born, going throughout their whole lives. Now, does that take Christian parents off the hook in regards to how they parent? Absolutely not. 
but we do need to realize there are a lot of other things to consider out there. The Christian research company named Barna Group recently did some deep research on Generation Z that was very eye-opening. I've linked the book below if you're interested in getting a copy of it for yourself. In part, they write, Generation Z is the least Christian generation in American history. As many as 34% of them say their religious affiliation is either atheist, agnostic, or nothing at all. 13% of 13 to 18 year olds today are twice as likely as adults to say they are atheists. Another research group says 20% of Americans ages 18 to 25 report not believing in God. If you'd like to dig a little deeper into this, I've done a lot of research and I have several sessions in my School of Supernatural Children's Ministry specifically for Christian parents on this topic. It's SSCM Level 3 called Revolutionary Family Ministry. I've linked it below. There are 15 sessions for parents in this series. You can buy the whole set at a discounted price or you can buy just the individual sessions that you're most interested in. There's one session that I feel is particularly important that I took from a book called Why They Stay and Why They Stray. I feel like every parent needs to listen to this because it brings up things we never really think of having an impact on our kids, like whether or not they were baptized in water or whether or not they liked their youth leader and many other things. I'd like to give an MP4 copy away today, maybe more than one, maybe two or three, but I'm going to do it for those who take time to leave comments below because I need to know how you feel on this topic and what you're going through right now. So comment. I want to list some of the top reasons I've found in my ministry and in my research as to why kids from Christian homes turn atheist or in general walk away from their faith. Number one on the list is in spite of being raised in the church, many times being saved, they actually do not have a life-changing encounter with Jesus for themselves. And that's something parents can't control, but it's important. One parent wrote and said, I took the salvation of my kids for granted. I just assumed they would fall in love with Jesus the same way I did. He's so irresistible and captivating. I thought if I taught him and showed him and led them to experience him, that they would just simply fall in love with him too. But they didn't. The takeaway here, based on this and other comments, is that when praying for your children, make it a priority that they don't just get saved, but they have a life-changing encounter with Jesus. A defining moment when God just grabs them by the heart and they can't help but fall in love with him. Number two, lack of Bible knowledge and a limited diet of nothing but Bible stories over and over again during their childhood. I teach on this extensively in my school. In fact, it's one of the things that irritates me the most. The lack of really teaching our kids the truths of God's Word and staying right on the surface. Just giving them stories because that's what we think they can understand and nothing more. One of the most devastating results on our kids is a serious lack of Bible knowledge and a worldview which affects every area of their lives. Barna Group found in their research that the average 13-year-old, get this, leaves our traditional Sunday schools after 13 years thinking they know everything there is to know about God and the Bible and they have no further need for going to church. Why? Because they've never been taught any doctrine or deep truths. All they've heard is the same 52 Bible stories over and over and over again. Barna says as a result, only 4% of Generation Z has a biblical worldview, which speaks directly to their lack of Bible knowledge. So is educating them better on Bible doctrine and the Word that guarantee that we want that they won't walk away from the faith? 
Well, unfortunately, no, but it's definitely going to help. When they stand before their atheistic friends and college professors, knowledge that David picked up five stones in the stream to kill Goliath with isn't going to help them one bit. They need to know what they believe and why. And that only comes with a knowledge of the Word of God. That's why in our curriculums at Kids in Ministry, every single one of our curriculum dives deep into the Word of God and teaches fundamental doctrine and concepts that they generally don't get in other materials. One parent wrote, so if I was going to do it all over again, I would do a better job of getting the Word of God deep into my kids. There, take that advice, parents. Now, number three, why do kids walk away? A follow-up to the lack of Bible knowledge is their inability to defend their faith against science and evolution when they're confronted in school. They feel like they have to choose between science and their faith because they don't know how to defend it. That all they know is the Bible stories and it's just not enough. The biggest hit happens when they get to our secular colleges and universities and they just get blasted with secular and political correct views and their faith in God is viciously attacked. There's actually a lot of research to show that young people who go on to Christian colleges and universities, and I don't mean the ones who just call themselves Christian in name, but are very secular in their views, but real Christian in their philosophy, they have a significantly higher chance of staying in the faith for the long haul throughout their lives. Now, while your children are still young, I can't recommend highly enough materials for kids like the Jonathan Park audio series, which are action-packed stories full of faith building and educational evidence for a creator. I've got it linked below. In this series, it's great stories that give kids an intellectual and scientific basis for believing that God is real and He is the one who created the heavens and the earth. It goes a long way in helping them trust the Bible. Now along with this, please, please, please investigate the volumes of kids and teen materials from the ministry called Answers in Genesis, whose whole purpose is to equip kids to biblically and intellectually defend their faith and have confidence that the Bible is true and can be trusted. There's also many other books that we have in our online bookstore, and I hope you check them out at www.kidsandministry.org in the store. I'm always shocked how few Christian parents even think about getting these types of materials for their kids. They'll load them up with all kinds of secular stuff, even ungodly stuff, and yet they never seem to get around to spending money on the things that will really impact their faith. I just don't get it. But we're living in a day and age where, dare I say this, where just the Bible alone isn't always enough. They need other materials to help them learn how to defend their faith. Now, number four, this is really big on my list in this ministry, and that's that most Christian kids never experience the supernatural hand of God. He's just not real to them. They're never taught how to hear his voice. The majority of kids' research say to their knowledge they've never even felt God's presence. And this includes Pentecostal churches. They're never filled with the Spirit or taught how and why they should pray in tongues as a part of their prayer life. This is a really big issue, you guys. Also, they have never seen someone healed or prayed for anyone's healing and seen a miracle. In their world, signs, wonders, and miracles is, and God's presence is just something that's reserved only for the adults. As I looked over children's ministry as a whole when I first got started in Kimmy, I saw this as a glaring hole in our Christian training for children. Being able to experience these things is hugely important. While it may not keep them 100% from walking away from the faith, at least it's far less likely they'll walk away and say God is not real. Number five, 
tragedies such as death of a loved one, unanswered prayers, huge disappointments like divorce in the family that they feel God could have stopped, but he didn't. This causes many to turn away from their faith in anger and disappointment. Life happens, and sometimes when it does, people just get mad at God, so they get back at him in revenge by choosing to believe that he doesn't exist. Number six, hypocrisy in the church and Christians in their lives as a whole. It's another reason for them turning their backs on their faith, and it's really a big deal. It ranks as one of the top reasons why young people leave the church. So now what can you do as a parent when you find yourself in this situation? That is, your kids were raised in Christian homes, you gave them a good upbringing, and now they consider themselves atheists. Well, let me encourage you to spend time on YouTube searching under the words, praying for the prodigal son or daughter. I was blown away how many videos there are out there from other Christians who are dealing with this exact issue. As I said, it's like the hordes of hell have been unleashed on this generation, and it's really a growing issue in the church. And now let's talk about prayer points for parents. Here's just a few of the ones that I found in a very quick search on the internet on this topic. Number one, pray that the eyes of your child will be open, that God will take the blinders off their eyes and that they will see the truth for what it is. Number two, pray that God would send them healthy Christian friendships, people that are living right and walking marvelously before the Lord that will boldly point them to God. Number three, Pray for a heart of brokenness in your child, no matter what the cost. Number four, pray with increasing faith and hope and not fear. Walking in fear is not going to help the situation at all. It'll negate all your other prayers. Number five, if your child has been given prophetic words about their future in their growing up years, do what Paul the Apostle said to Timothy. Timothy, make war over those prophecies that have been given to you. Declare, God, you said this and that about my son or daughter, and I'm standing on your promise. It's not like this has taken God by surprise, you know. He knew this was going to happen to your child, and I believe he gives you those prophecies and those promises early in their lives to keep you holding on in faith in the hard times. Number six, find relevant scriptures for your situation and continually pray those over your children, standing on the promises of God. Number seven, pray for your child to hear God's voice and have significant encounters with them that they cannot dismiss or deny. Number eight, pray for wisdom for you and your spouse to know when to speak and when to be silent. Number nine, praise God for what you don't see yet and just trust him for the results. Finally, consider how are you going to treat them? How are you going to interact with them in your family and in your home when they believe differently than you in a way that you disapprove of? Well, first of all, you certainly don't want to preach to them all the time and keep bringing it up. You're going to love on them because love never fails. Speak words of encouragement and affirmation to them as a person, regardless of their beliefs. Don't get confused thinking if you're kind to them that somehow that means that you approve of what they do and what they believe in. Secondly, when the opportunity arises, have an open dialogue about what they believe without getting angry and argumentative or defensive. Just talk it through. Find out what they believe and what led them to this decision. Number three, don't shun, isolate them from the family, give them a cold shoulder, or make them feel guilty or less than a valuable person, regardless of what they believe. Always be supportive of them as a person. Be the best example of a loving parent and a kind, loving Christian as you can. Don't give them any more fodder to point to Christians and say they're all just hypocrites. 
five, if they aren't married yet, begin praying over the person that they will marry. Whether or not they're dating, that's immaterial. You actually should start doing this from the minute they're born. This actually came up a lot in comments in Facebook that the children seem to be doing fine and then the spouse they married turned them away from God. Okay, so right now, I'd like to encourage you to listen to my video called There's a Children's Revival Coming because this is gonna give you a new viewpoint and a hope that not all is lost on this generation. God has promised to move on them and send revival. And we need to be encouraged that in what seems like our darkest hour in this generation, we can hang on to the prophetic promises of God. This is such a huge subject. We barely have scratched the surface and done justice in this short video, which, which is already longer than it should be. I would really like to know if you've been helped by anything that I've said. And if you have, please let me know by clicking the like button and commenting below. Also, please share this video with other Christian parents who you feel need it. Until next time, stay encouraged and never, never, never quit praying for your kids. To see a video version of this podcast, go to youtube.com slash kidsinministry. To take advantage of any offers mentioned, please email us at kidsinministry at yahoo.com and mention the number and the name of this podcast.